The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Wanted to read you this. I hope everyone had a great work week. You've made it to your weekend. Bears and Chiefs this weekend. Cubs also won. They got a much-needed win against Colorado today. Want to take your uh, phone calls on the Bears. Play Matt Eberflus. This is uh, this is what we do, sort of the essence of hot take time machine. Mm-hmm. This isn't a tweet, and, and usually Tyler would give one. Um, but why, since it's similar, why don't we give away something right now to Grand and Western Liquors? Caller 8, you win right now, 312-332-3776. Uh, you win a gift card to Grand and Western Liquors. If you're looking to buy and stock up for the football weekend, for a party, anything, you're just looking for that great bottle of wine or something else, go to Grand and Western Liquors. It's located at the corner of? Grand and Western. Very good, Jesse. <laughs> play you, along. you were nervous. I can play along. Right in the heart of Chicago, and they pass the savings on to you. I guess I saw this uh, come up on my uh, Facebook uh, memories because... I on my Instagram it mm-hmm. shares on Facebook. Okay. So I posted this on Instagram three years ago today. The Bulls must have hired Billy Donovan on this day three years ago. <laughs> and this is what I posted. The Bulls are effing back. A real plan executed <laughs> by respected leaders. It's all I've asked for. I've been going to Bulls games for over 40 years and hope has finally returned for a loyal fan base. Thank you for reacting with Waddle and me <laughs> as we got the big breaking news. Plus, the Bears are 2-0. and The Cubs and White Sox are in first place. We can't wait to see what the future holds for Chicago sports on ESPN 1000 and Waddle and Sylvie. Classic Sylvie fail right there. That's just classic. <laughs> I, I mean, we can't wait to see what the future holds for Chicago sports. The oh Bears were 2-0. and Both of our baseball teams were in first place. Mind you, in the 60-game pandemic season, they both did right, right. reach the playoffs. Right. And um, and and for a minute there, we had hope as Bulls fans. Now, 2023, after we thought 2022 was bad, may be one of the worst sports seasons we've ever gone through. You should do a segment, like, or we should do a segment, since that post, who's been the most disappointing? What arc has been most disappointing? The White Sox, the Bears, or the Bulls? It's probably the White Sox, right? Well, Since in 2021, they won the division. But I'm talking about from that point to this point. Well, right. This was in 2020. So right. in, in 2021, they did win the division. Right. The Cubs sold then after that. Right. The Bears made that, like, stupid extra playoff. Then they let the guys stay. And then they bears it again, <laughs> and then they blew it up. You know, like I, I, I think the answer is the Bears. Oh no! And, I, and now they're they're bearsing again. I think it's the White Sox because they're about to approach more losses post rebuild than in their rebuild when they lost a hundred in two thousand eighteen. And we don't we can't discount the Bulls. That's they're part of that conversation too, because that's gone. That's a, that's stayed neutral. Really hasn't gone backwards. It hasn't gone forwards. It stayed neutral. Yeah, but the Bulls aren't as bad as the White Sox no. or the Bears. No, I agree. That's what but I'm the, saying. But the White Sox do have a division crown in there. 
That, but I'm saying to this point, to here, right here and now, the White Sox. I know Sox what have you're to, saying. I, I know okay, I'm, I'm, you're taking into account September 22nd, 2020, right. through today. I say the White Sox fall is is greater than the Bears. So the White Sox made the postseason that year, and they lost to Oakland. They followed that up with the division championship, yeah. but they hired Tony Larusa. Um, and then they, they only won one game against the Astros. The following year, they went 500. And then yes. this year has been a complete disaster. What have the Bears done <laughs> since then? Lost 12 the, in a row. The, Bear, the Bears <laughs> have lost 12 in a row. They have blown it up. They have fired their coaches. And, and just when we thought, okay, maybe they're doing it the right way, now all hell's breaking loose in the in the early stages of the rebuild. Yeah. At least the rebuild of the White Sox provided something. Provided I got you. I got you. But in this moment, you have an organization that's a complete mess on the south side. And you're right. right. You and might have right. one that's a complete mess up there. We're just not quite there yet. I still think the future of the Bears is brighter than the White Sox for uh, now yeah, I would going agree forward. With that. Because I, trust, I still trust Ryan Poles. So I would agree with that. Uh, and, and also, I like uh, their president uh, yeah, the, again. Yeah. But and, and like Jerry's going to Jerry. Uh, here's here's uh, Matt Eberflus. He met the media today. This is the first time he met the media since Alan Williams resigned. Um, and there were a couple of things that that he he spoke uh, about. Are these self contained, uh, Mallor? Because I can't. They really... have the questions in them. Uh, the, the questions are in them. Okay, so take a listen to Matt Eberflus's press conference. A couple of bites, and then we'll get to your phone calls. Man, you, you can still give Alan Williams his space and his privacy. Uh, you can do that and still wish him well and thank him for his contributions to the organization. To the organization, yet nobody in the, with the Bears has done that. Why, why is that not a red flag? If there's more to this story than. Than we know. Like I think, like I said, everybody's respecting space there, and it's personal. And that's that's you know that's where that's where it is. It's a, it's personal, and and that's where it is. Respecting him. They don't want to give any details about Alan Williams. I understand that, but what Potsy was asking, what a lot of the media members are asking, is the Bears never said uh, Alan Williams has elected to resign and take care of his his health and. Is is leaving because of personal matters. We wish him well. We thank him for a year and a half, and 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 everything that he's done here with our young players. Yeah. There's been no message of that magnitude. So if if it is just personal and just health, why wouldn't you put a statement out there like that? They have not done that. So since they have not done that, isn't that saying something bigger? Of course it is. I mean. The fact that the attorney is saying health and the team is saying health and aren't even wishing him good health. They're right, not even right. saying we hope he's okay right. medically. Then you know there's a red flag. They don't want to be caught later having wished him well and then he's in trouble for something really bad. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you don't fill in the blanks, it leaves everyone to speculate when you're in the public eye. And that's what we're doing here. But, yeah, it's very telling that they can't even say what exactly you said. We wish him well. Good luck. Nate Davis had a death in the family, missed last week's game, um, and he he was limited in a walkthrough today. I asked Yurko this, Carmen this, and Thayer this. If they would play Nate Davis this weekend, they all said yes. But now maybe this would be a Nate Davis choice. I thought 
he was non-committal. Let's take a listen to, to, again to this regarding Nate Davis and if he thinks he would be able to play this weekend. With Nate Davis, uh, you know, coming off the death in his family, and he was out yesterday for personal reasons. Is he going to be touch and go from here on? Like, as he's dealing with whatever it is from personal issue? Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a you know, obviously that's a hard thing uh, to deal with. You know, at, at his age, um, you know, so we'll see where it is. You know, it's just, you know, Nate is, is, you know, it's very difficult, you know, when you grieve for a, a loss like that. And again, you guys are a lot of, you know, close to his age. So you could certainly understand and feel that uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see where it is. We'll see where it is. So like it wasn't, yeah, Nate's going to be our starter or anything like that. It, 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 and he answered yes to Courtney. Is it going to be touch and go? I wonder go? if it's more like, is he mentally ready? Right. No, I and think, it doesn't sound like Right. That. So I was with, Thayer also, I think they should start him. You and Carmen were a little less committed to him starting, but I, th- I think they should. Beggars can't be choosers on that offensive line. <laughs> it's a, it's. I mean, Larry Borum at left tackle. What do you think? I mean, they got problems. Well, I all think over one the of place. the last games we saw Larry Borum play for the Bears didn't he poop his pants? Yeah, literally, literally or figuratively, or both. He literally. literally pooped his pants. Having said that, was that, that was a was that the last one he played though? Because that was like a wasn't it a it was a it night was, game? It was either Thursday or it Monday. It was a holiday parody song, so I don't think it was one of the <laughs> like one of the final games because we were able to enter that into the holiday parody song. Can I say one of the surprises of the of the two games so far? And you know, it's my guy, Braxton Jones did not play well the first two weeks. Maybe it was because of his bad neck. Maybe, Maybe. He tried to play through. Maybe. what is amounting to be a more serious neck and injury? Those penalties. He looked worse those two games than he did all last season. I know. Do you agree? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. uh, That was my guy. I don't like when my guy falters like that. Look, he didn't miss a snap last year. I'm hoping that it was because he is just a guy who goes out there and plays and plays through stuff. And maybe he played through something that a lot of guys wouldn't. And it affected him to the point where they finally just said, look, you got to let this heal and it's costing you in every because you're compensating yeah, for it. For sure. Hopefully that's the case because I, I was surprised at those first two weeks. Because, yeah, if, if it's not that, then they may have to reconsider who's their left tackle of yeah. the future. And Thayer said it. Maybe eventually you move Darnell right over if it's a more serious injury. We'll see in four weeks. Uh, Fra- uh, Frank in Indiana, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Frankie? Hey, guys. How y'all doing, man? We're good. good. Uh, uh, I just want to say, like, Okay, so back when I called in, we were talking. They, you guys were talking about um, Flus being people saying he trusts me. The guy's not trust me, man. He's always come off of, like the jock coach, like the coach's coach. Like he's the I, I, I've likened him to like the Doug Collins. He's the developmental guy who's gonna get your, your culture right, who's gonna get your team in a way of practicing and stuff like that. He may not be the guy to lead you to the promised land, but he's the guy to set the, the tempo. And a lot of bad things went wrong this week. And I'm not absolving him or any of the coaches. But what I want to say is, I want to ask you a question, Sylvie. What did you What did you learn more from? Did you learn more from the books in school? Or did you learn more from your time on task time being on task. A, a radio guy? Of course. Hands-on experience. Time on task. So we expected, not me, but a lot of Bears fans, and, and also I want to talk about the media real quick. A lot of Bears fans saw, as you saw, as everyone else saw, Justin Fields barely touched the field in preseason, right? And so for some reason, 
We expected just because they added pieces, we saw that the line didn't play in the preseason. We expected for him to come out and ball out. Justin hasn't been good, not as Zobin Justin of, of anything. But my point is, is I think as Bears fans, we, uh, oftentimes we get quite delusional. I'm not going to say here. I lie. I thought they were going to have a great game against Green Bay. They did not. But my point is, time on task, getting things in order. Um, I don't believe I watched that clip multiple times. I do not believe for the life of me that Justin meant to come out and throw people under the bus. And that's also my problem with our media because I feel like if you've seen his, his, his interviews, oftentimes they're robotic, right? Oftentimes he's just spitting off what he want, what he thinks you want to hear, and he doesn't say anything. This is one of the first times that Justin Fields has honestly been vulnerable with our media. He gave you and, thoughts. He gave you what he was thinking. Yeah, and then so you have the national media that's going to sensationalize it and run away with it and turn it into what it is. And I kind of feel, not that they should throw softballs, but I kind of feel that was the time for Chicago media to look at how mainstream media does us and say, no, this kid was telling, and I'm not saying you, you guys were great with it. You guys broke it down. You guys understood where it came from. So I'm not talking about you and, you and Waddle. You guys were terrific. I think your analysis of what his comments were were, were spot on, right? But there's a lot of people that want to say, oh, no, they want to continually act. Just like you asked me about Allen Williams. We know that there's obviously something bigger to that, right? And so, yeah, you can ask a question or two. But I think at this point in time, if we really want them, the, Chicago, the city needs to at least try to, and, and the media, rally around this team and try to pull out the good things that we can. And I think this week we're probably not going to win, but I definitely think that Justin Fields and that team is going to come out with, with like their hairs on fire. And I hope, that, I hope that this can be the start of the development that we hope to see. But come on, Bears fans. I, I just want to see Frank, y'all some, hope, some love. And we're going we to we do this thing. Frank, thanks. I, I think you're generalizing a little too much, Frank. I think you, while you bring up some good points, yeah. again, I think it depends on who is giving you their opinion. Like, just generalizing the Chicago media, I think, is too broad. Just generalizing the national media. For instance, today I watched Get Up. Mm-hmm. Um, and today on Unsportsman, like, Canty, I believe, was very hard on Justin Fields for his statements. Uh, I watched Get Up with Canty then slid over to Get Up, and he was he was hard on him. But Bart Scott, another national media guy, another former player, said much to do about nothing. Dan Graziano sat with, with Bart Scott today saying much to do about nothing. Those two had the same opinion as Waddle and me, where we thought, look, it's, it's that. But if you listen to the full context of what he's trying to tell you— it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, let me say this. Frank had a lot of good points, but I know as a reporter, any reporters listening, when he says we need the reporters and fans to rally around this team, no, that's not what reporters do. But I'm with you on the breakdown of Fields' comments. I don't think for a second he was trying to throw coaches under the bus. I think, if anything, it's the opposite. He was putting it on himself. I've got the coaches in my head. Yes. That's on him. Yes, and I need and, to just react and, and on the field. Frank is so right. The fact that it got blown up like this is going to stop him from ever talking openly and vulnerable again. That was the best we've ever heard of Justin Fields. Almost. Right. We've he's, ever been heard good. Of, yeah. he's been good but, a few times. Okay. Yeah. Equal to as good as he's ever been. And now we, we 
we screwed the pooch on it, and he's gonna he's gonna close down now. He's gonna close down when we all I think knew what he meant. I hope he doesn't close down. I hope I he doesn't shut down because of that. And I would I would plead with him not to. I uh, not no absolutely. I I, I hope I he hope wouldn't. So, I hope so too. I hope so too. Uh, Sal in Connecticut, you're on ESPN 1000. Is this portion of Waddle and Sylvie is brought to you by our friends and partners at Steinhoffels? I shop at the one in Vernon Hills. Check out their new one in Harwood Heights. What's up, Sal? Hey, uh, you guys are forgetting. You know, Matt Nagy has been, uh, I believe, the offensive uh, play caller the uh, this year. Maybe is that the reason why the Chiefs are struggling? Uh, friend Matt Nagy again. Could also, be. Matt, Matt also said that, you know, he feels kind of vindicated that Justin Fields should have sat a year and learned. Well, how do you explain quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence, who plays 16 games, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, uh, Tua Miami, Zach uh, Prescott in Dallas, Justin Herbert, Carson Wentz had a, you know, almost an MVP uh, uh, 11 games before he got hurt, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, Goff, <laughs> and the rest of these other quarterbacks that all played their, uh, and there's a couple more that I'm not even, uh, that I'm not even mentioned that played their rookie year. The thing that coming out of Ohio State that Justin Fields had was his pocket awareness, he couldn't see the field, and and, and also making the uh, tight throws. That's what those other quarterbacks were doing and and have, and also a good offensive coordinator. That's the problem with Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State is that he couldn't make the progressive, make uh, the tight throw and the pocket awareness. And 27 games in, we're seeing it. I, I just don't get so. I want to get this out because I'm, I'm in 15 minutes. I'm back to baseball. Hmm. As we look back on it, and I and I said at the time, who was it? I liked Greg Roman. Was it Greg Roman? Greg Roman. See, I got to get guy. it right. I said at the time, like you have this talent in place, and what do you do? You go out and hire a defensive-minded head coach and a first-time coordinator who only knew a drop-back passer and the be- one of the best of all times in Aaron Rodgers. I, I wanted a guy like Greg Roman. Why aren't we tailoring things like the Romans like, available? Like right the Ravens now. did with Isn't Lamar. Roman G- available right now? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Why didn't we tailor something closer to that? Why didn't we get the greatest offensive mind available to pair with this budding, talented quarterback? Why didn't we? It, it, it's all fair. It's it's all fair. They they interviewed Eberflus first. Don't forget before polls. I'm just saying Greg Roman because that's a name. He worked with Lamar Jackson. At his peak, that offense should be what the Bears are If you remember, Greg Roman at the time was a head coaching candidate. Yeah. And now he he lost his job as offensive coordinator. I know. Things went south. Lamar did get hurt. I get it. I'm just using that as an example. I don't know why they keep putting themselves behind the eight ball when it comes to coaching quarterbacks. They did it once. Now they're doing it again. Mm -hmm. John in Phoenix. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Johnny? Hey, boys. Hope you're having a good Friday. Um, you guys were talking about, is there anything that I could see this week that could be a positive in the game on Sunday? I mean, we have a snowball chance in hell in actually winning on Sunday, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, I guess I'd like to see them cater the offense a little more to Justin. I yeah. think we're, and, and, and I liked what Frank said. You know, we can't expect him to come out and ball out after he barely touched the field in the preseason along with the offensive line. But I'd like to see them cater the offense to his strengths. Roll him out a little bit more. Let him use his legs. I know we don't want him taking hits, but I don't think the kid is built to be a pocket passer. And I think, in my opinion, I'm only 35. I turned 35 last year. This is probably, or last month, uh, this is probably the worst week I've had in Bears football history in my life. It just seems like one day you wake up, 
Alan Williams. Then the next day, it's Justin Fields. Then the next day, you know, $100,000 worth of equipment is going. It just seems like it keeps, like, just stacking up. Outside of when the Cubs traded Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez, like, that 18 hours was terrible for me. This has been, like, a week's worth of waking up to a nightmare. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I, I don't. Like, today was, like, the cherry on top of it. The $100,000 yeah. in equipment at Soldier Field was stolen. Like, I mean, that really, I don't know if it truly bothers anyone. It was almost like comical at this point that they can't get, like, nothing is going right. Nothing is going right. To to his point about rolling him out and things like that, I know I've heard Waddle say don't cut off half the field. Maybe J.T. O'Sullivan said it yesterday. Yeah, he did But you know what? You can be innovative. Roll him out, throw back the other side to keep the defense a little... Um, on its on its you know on guard a little bit, do some misdirection things that would get, give him some space. I mean, look at you got to set the edge like the Niners do. But and the other thing is, Sylvie, until you try it, how do you know it won't work? I mean, you know, like try some things that are that cater to his abilities, and if they don't work, go back to some other stuff. It almost feels like this pocket passer stuff. It should have been done in the preseason or in the summer, not necessarily, and, and not now and only now. So it's just it's just weird that they haven't Take matched his abilities too. It's JT O'Sullivan yeah. said this. I've Throw been asking Waddle. I go look. I I go. I know this sounds like meatheadish. Hey, take the deep pass. But like, you drafted Tyler Scott, who's a deep threat. Like, why not drop back and throw a deep ball every now and then? How about a jump ball for DJ Moore? We saw it in in at House Hall. I was with you a couple days where he just goes up and gets it. Oh, or at least if you're gonna use Claypool instead of a screen, let him use his his size. Right. I, I know he was open on one of those plays. He had someone beat, but it, Justin didn't see him. I've got the Bears losing thirty-one seventeen. You have a score for me? Uh, I hadn't really thought about it much. I, I don't think they're going to cover at the end of the day. I'm going to say 38-20. Okay. I think they do score a few points, 38-20. All right, don't forget the, the pregame shows uh, this weekend for Bears football. Uh, we've got White Sox and Red Sox coming up next. Thank you to Tom Thayer today, Doug Kazarian. Thank you to Jeff Meller and Tyler Aki. And thank you, Jesse, for filling in for Have a while. safe trip. Have fun there. And I will talk to you from Atlanta with the Cubs next week. Sounds good. For Jesse, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great weekend. It's the classic! I am really excited. That was a that was a big thrill. Hi, it's Andre Dawson, including myself, Ed Belfour. Who's getting wild tonight? That's what I'm talking about, baby. No high from you. What? No high from you. I give him more buys than highs. Waddle, 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 then he waddled away. Waddle, waddle, till the very next day. Bum, 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 bum. And thank you to all and to all a good night. I just want to say thank you all. And as always, f*** everybody else. I love y'all.